Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Open Season. I'm your host today. We will be talking to a very special person in my life. I have known this guest since she was probably in diapers. I consider her part of the family, even though we're not blood related. But we know so much from each other. You have no idea. So let me introduce you to my beloved cousin, Anna. Anna, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Um, you know, doing this podcast thing. You know how That's it goes. Good. I'm, I'm all here <laughs> for it. I love it. I love it. I've been telling my friends about it, so. Awesome. For the support. Hey, the more the merrier, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so I'm all for it. That's what's up. Um, so we were gonna have a nice little conversation today that you brought up something that I've been dealing with for a while, and I know you've been dealing with it for a while, and it's just got even worse for me recently. But that'll be a different show. We're gonna talk about what we're going on right now, and that's anxiety and depression, right? Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't even know you were going through it. Oh, nobody knows I'm going through it. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest issues, I feel like, because not a lot of people talk about it. Yeah, and, and it sucks because this is the only reason I made the podcast. Okay. So that people can come up and open up. Right. You know, and, you could have came in here and been anonymous and let everything out, and we would have had other people listen to it and send me messages, give me advice, like, hey, Maybe she can start this or that or that. But this is the only reason I made this podcast so we can open up. So we can have somewhere to vent. If you have to vent, uh, somewhere to talk, you know, because obviously depression, you don't want to do none of that stuff. With anxiety, you feel like everything is, your your whole world is ending. You're overthinking right. stuff. Oh, you yeah. can't even take a break from work because it's just all in there. So that's, the, that's one of the main reasons I made this podcast. And I'm glad you you want to talk about anxiety. Yeah, I feel like if I would have known a lot, like if I would have known people went through it the way I went through it, it wouldn't have hit me as hard as it did. Right. You know, and um, and now I'm all for helping people. Like I'm in an anxiety group on Facebook and on Instagram. And, you know, we, um, every time we have like a new symptom or, feel depressed or just down we just hit each other up and it helps us like i feel like it's helped me a lot within the last seven to eight months um joining right. the group has helped me a lot so you doing this i feel like it's going to help a lot of people yeah yeah and see this is what i want to do i i want to get i didn't even know there was group for this yeah um, if you maybe yeah i, I didn't either <laughs> go from there uh we'll put the link later on in, in that on my instagram page facebook page We'll get mm-hmm. to that later on during our conversation, but let's get into it. How how did this even begin with you? How did you start with anxiety or depression or what came first? I don't even know. Um, I know it, it. I don't even know when it started. Honestly, like I didn't see the signs because I know there was little signs. Um, it just hit me hard three months after my dad passed away. Like right. I hit rock bottom where I was in and out the hospital because I was convinced I was dying. Um, I deal with health anxiety. You know, there's different types of anxieties. There's social anxieties and and so on. But I deal with health anxiety. So before, you know, whenever I felt a symptom, I would brush it off. If right. I was, if anything hurt, 
even my hair, anything, anything, I it was nothing. You know, I wouldn't even take Advil, nothing. I'm not the type that would do the pills or anything like that. So I would just deal with it. Like, I, I didn't pay attention to it, and it would just go away. And I don't know if it was I got closer to, like, um, I don't even know, like, how to explain it. It's, it's just, it's really hard. But I know that once my dad passed away, seeing him die, I started realizing, like, dang, like, one day I'm going to die and I'm going to leave my kids, you right. know. And to feel the pain of losing a parent, um, and I'm going to get emotional <laughs> because every time I talk about my dad, it's just, it's hard. And, and I'm sure you know. I, I feel you on this. Yeah, I know. I, trust me. There's, there's days that I sit here and I know. I'm so, going through all my life and then I start thinking of my dad. Like, I want my dad to tell me, like, damn, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he will smack his head and me real quick and then be like, Look, You'll get over it. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. But, but no, then, um, yeah, him, um, passing away, me seeing him, you know, like I literally was there when he passed away and, right. Me thinking like, dang, like someday that's gonna be me, or my mom, you know, like my mom's my best friend, my mom's my everything. So if my dad, and you know the backup story with me and my dad, he wasn't always in my life, but he kind of was in my life. But if it hurt that much losing my dad, can you imagine what I'm gonna go through if my mom was to pass away? Like God forbid, but like that, I don't even like to think about it. So I think just me overthinking my death day like me thinking dang like one day i'm gonna die like what if today is the day then i started feeling little headaches because obviously dealing with my dad's passing um was really really super hard on me because a little back it up a little bit in september i lost an uncle that was really close my mom's brother her oldest brother a month later in october i lost her other brother my other uncle who you know, was there when I was growing up, who lived with us, you know, for a long time. Um, A week after his passing, a cousin passed away. And then my dad was in December. So I had been dealing with, you know, death in the family since September. And I wasn't even over one death when another one came. I wasn't even done with that, dealing with that one when another one came. And then the hardest one was my dad, you know. That was just extremely hard. Um, so he passed away in December, literally a couple of days before Christmas, having his gifts under my tree for a whole year because I, I took the tree down, but I never got rid of the gifts. You know, I just, they were just there. It was extremely hard. Um, three months after his passing, I started to feel Things that I've never felt, like, um, or maybe I had felt them, but I never paid attention to them, like, really bad headaches, um, you know, stress. Obviously, I felt stressed before, but not as hard as it hit me. Um, I dealt with uh, going through. Yeah, no, not, not, well, first came the days where I didn't sleep. Like, I literally could go three, four days straight with no sleep, having to, you know, get up in the morning, take care of my, at that time, two-year-old. Right. Um, you know, it was hard. And then I had a teenager as well who I had to, you know, take care of. Um, so it was just hard. I wasn't getting enough sleep. I wasn't eating right. 
I just wasn't taking care of myself, not, and I was doing it, and I didn't know that I was doing it, like, to me, I was living my normal life, you know, but just without my dad, and, you know, I would just cry, like, my husband will come home, and he'll just find me crying, or I'll just cry all night, like, night straight, just crying because of, you know, my dad, and eventually, that led to me feeling my body shutting down slowly, like, it's, it's hard to describe, but I just felt and uh, that my body was shutting down. And I even right. called my husband once, and I told him, babe, I don't feel good. I honestly feel like I'm shutting down. My dad passed away in the hospital. So my thought of going to the hospital was, saying, if I go, I might end up like my dad, God forbid, but, you know, like, that's going to happen to me. So when he right. told me, do you want to go to the doctors, I was like, no, I'm scared. What if they, like, find something in me, you know? So then here comes my health anxiety, me overthinking, oh, crap, I might have a brain tumor. My breast yeah. will hurt for whatever reason. Oh, dang, right. I might have breast cancer. Anything. And so this day, like, I'm going to say last week, my leg was hurting because I decided to work out with my daughter, and I didn't stretch, and I pulled the muscle, and I didn't start feeling the pain till like, a week later. So last week, you know, I was um at the beach walking in the sand a lot, and when I got home two days later, my leg hurt really bad. And I was like, babe, I swear I have, like, blood clots or something. Like, I don't know, but I feel like my heart's going to stop. Like, everything is so crazy because any symptom that I feel, I feel like I'm going to die or that something is wrong with me. Right. And I thought I was the only one, so I didn't think much about it. Like, I told my best friend, which is my husband, I'll tell him everything, like, any symptom. And then I, of course, I went to Dr. Google, who basically told me I was going to die in two days. So, obviously, that made it worse. So I remember that day I told my husband that my, my I felt like my body was shutting down. I felt dizzy, and I've never felt dizzy unless I was pregnant, and I knew I wasn't pregnant, so I felt really dizzy. Like, I lay down, and I got up, and I just had to lay down again quickly because I felt dizzy. So obviously my first thought was brain tumor, and then I got a really bad headache, like a pressure headache on the back of my head that I had never felt before. And I swear to you, I had that headache for three months nonstop. For three months, it didn't go away. And it was it was a strong pain. Like, it was a strong headache. So I went to the emergency room. I went to the urgent care. Um, the doctor looked at me, and he was like, what's your stress? Like, what's stressing you out? And I was like, honestly, I just lost my dad a couple months ago. And he's like, okay, that's life. You just got to deal with it. And I took that, like, okay, but you don't understand my pain. Like, nobody understood my pain at that moment. Um, so when the doctor told me that, I was like, dang, like, that hurt my feelings even more. So that stressed me out even more because <laughs> I got more upset. Um, he gave me muscle yeah. relaxers, but I thought the muscle relaxers were going to take the pain away, you know, the pain I was feeling, and it didn't. So the next day, I took a muscle relaxer, and it didn't do anything but get me sleepy, but I, I couldn't sleep because the pain was so intense that I had to go to the emergency room. And there right. I was there for, like, forever. You know how that is. So I was there forever. Yeah. I got a CT scan. I got a MRI. I got everything done. And the they work. were like, nope, you're good. And I was like, okay, so my husband asked the doctor, can stress cause all that? And they were like, yeah, you know. So I was like, okay. Um, I came home. Within a week, I was back. <laughs> And then it just, it was just like that. I didn't accept the fact that I had anxiety. I couldn't believe anxiety could do all that. You know, like it just shuts you down slowly. Um, I just, and I've been dealing with it. And then 
I just, in September, I went back to the doctors for a physical, and uh, they evaluated me with um, depression and anxiety, health anxiety. Uh, They were trying to get me on pills, and luckily enough, I was strong enough to say no. Um, I had a doctor. I've I've seen so many doctors. I had a doctor that gave me drugs like Xanax and stuff like that for my depression. I mean, for my anxiety, I literally took one pill, and I didn't like how I felt. So I've just been doing the natural way of, you know, just dealing with it. Um, I pray a lot. I got closer to God. Um, I was already, you know, I went to a Catholic um, school, right? So I was already, like, uh, like not a church girl, but I was already, like, uh, like into the whole church and God and stuff like that. But I got closer um, when my son got lint nodes. He developed some lint nodes, and of course, I went to Google again, and it said that it could have been cancer. So I was like, "Oh hell no!" So I was just praying, and I think that's when I started feeling a little. That's when I first had my very, very first panic attack. When I started thinking about my son passing away or anything, you know, happening to my son, and then you know, within a few months, my dad passes away. So I think that it was just all built up, and within three months me of not sleeping, me crying so much, and me not taking care of my mental health, I became depressed to the point where I would literally be in bed for a month. I'll get up, shower, come back to bed. Um, My support system is amazing. I have some amazing friends who, you know, pull me through getting up. Uh, My husband is amazing as well, and so is my mom, my daughter. She was always here, and, you know, I have my panic attacks. It was such to see her, but I couldn't hide them. Like, you just can't hide them. When it happens, it happens. You have no control of it, you know? Yeah. Um, It would break my heart for my daughter to see me go through that because it would scare her. And my panic attacks were to the point where I would shake, cry. I would scream. I literally told my husband, like, I don't want to live like this anymore. Like, what is life to me now? Like, living like this sucks, you know? And... I would literally just go in the shower for hours and my my poor husband would just sit next to me and just be there with me, crying next to me for yeah. hours. If I was in the shower for three hours, my husband would not leave my side. My mom was taking care of my son, so my husband was, like, there next to me. Um, So I had some pretty bad panic attacks to the point where I thought I was dying because, you know, you feel the whole... I don't know if you ever had panic attacks. I, if you haven't, I hope you never do. Uh, but it, you just feel like you can't breathe. You feel like you're having a heart attack. You said it's a spaz, you know? So yeah. that's what I was going through. And it sucks. Throw that so you, you can throw that thing with I heard you, you were hesitant over that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it sucks so bad. Um, luckily, I've been about five to six months that, um, I haven't had a panic attack. Like, I felt them coming, but now I'm able to recognize them. Yeah. You know, um, and and this is where the groups come in hand, where they help me through it. Because me learning that I'm not the only one that has these symptoms and me learning that I'm not the only one that dealt with panic attacks and depression helped me a lot. Me, um, I have a close friend of mine who I consider a best friend who was going through the same thing. And I knew she was dealing with anxiety, but I didn't know it was this bad because I never bothered to ask her for her symptoms or she never told me. And now I see why. Like, some people get embarrassed to talk about it, 
Because right. I was like that at first. I would tell my mom, don't tell my tias that I'm going through this. Do not tell anybody that I'm going through this, you know. And I didn't even tell my brother, my older brother. I didn't tell him. I, I wouldn't even tell my younger brother until one day I just opened up to both of them, you know. And I now my family knows what I'm going through, and they're very, very supportive. They they try to keep me busy um, to the point where I don't fall in depression, <clears throat> even though sometimes I do feel a little depressed. Like today in the morning, I got up early. Started my day, I took my mom to go get the COVID shot, and then I came back, and I just, I know, I um, I just started thinking about my dad, and I got a little bit of, you know, like emotional, sad. Um, I texted my husband, but you know, he was busy at work, so he couldn't reply right away, and then I cried. And if you know me, I'm not the type that likes to cry well, before, but now I, I learned that if I hold it in, it's not good because it right. builds up, and that's when anxiety hits and that's when I get sad and I either get really really sad or I get really really angry and you also know I have anger issues as well it's you know so I hate that about me but I've been working on my anger um but yeah crying helped me a lot today um sometimes I'm like hey but I remember when my dad, like you said, like your dad would be like, what the hell, you know, smack you or whatever. My dad would be the same way. He'll be like, why are you crying? What Never are you crying going to Never brother. You know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we had to go through the same thing. We were just dealing yeah. with a difference. <laughs> yeah, but um, he would tell me, you know, like I remember whenever I had like a problem, he'll be like, but what is crying going to do? How is crying going to fix it? Why don't you get yeah. up and do something about it? So, you know, I replay his words, but sometimes crying helps me a little bit i hate it i really i honestly i do just because i feel weak at times but i've learned that it's okay to feel weak i've learned that it's okay to cry um my husband tells me all the time if you have to cry just cry if you need to if you need to leave you alone just cry alone just do it because i don't like to have people around me when i cry just because i've never been a cry baby like that you know i've always been strong and you know i've always dealt with my pain um differently but anxiety just, it took over my life for almost two years. And, um, a whole year, I was, it was bad. It was really, really bad. Um, I'm just thankful for my mom and my husband, my daughter, and my, you know, my close friends because they've been really, really supportive. And right. that's basically what we need. If you're going through it, you, you just need like a great support system. You need people that are going to hear you out. You need people that are going to reassure you, especially, for me, because, you know, health anxiety is reassured most of the time. Like, you just need people to reassure you that you're okay, that you don't have a tumor, that you don't have cancer, that you're not going to die. And that's what my husband and everybody around me does. Um, I was a party animal. Was, um, sorry. One thing I learned about depression is that you keep a lot to yourself because it's difficult to find that, like, person or people who would understand you. Oh, yeah. But that's, that's what you think. That's what you think. But, you know, a lot of people do understand you. It's just people don't talk about it yeah. enough. True. You know, so, yeah, mental health is a serious thing. It's a serious thing. And then, like you, if I see you, I would have never thought that you're dealing with depression or anxiety because you hide it very well. There's people that don't know oh. how to hide it, you know. Yeah. And then there's people like you, you hide it very well. Like, if you were to see me, you you won't ever think that I, I've been through the shit that I've been through. Right. You know, so, and it, that's just because we hide it very well. Like, I was talking to 
um, my son's godmother once, and I'm like, dude, like, I feel so anxious just sitting here talking to you. And she's like, well, you're hiding it very well because you don't seem anxious, you know, but I was. I was like, oh, I can't breathe, I can't do this, but I kept it to myself. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to kill the moment. And that's, and that's right. another, that's another thing that I deal with. Like when, when I'll go out with my, before COVID, if I'll go out with my husband and I'll be like, oh my God, no, we got to go now because I feel anxious. Like I have to go. I want to go home. I will kill everybody's day. Like my mom, my kids, my husband, and we will have to leave. And I will hate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I, I, I feel you on that one. And it, yeah, it, it, uh, you said that I hide it real good. Um, even at work. I, I broke down a couple of times at work, um, and they're like, everybody really stopped doing what they were doing. And they're like, are you okay? You're, you're not the people that we know. Like, what, what's going on? And it's, it's one of those, like, as soon as they ask me, are you okay? It's, I break down and I gotta leave. Like, I go outside, yeah. let everything out, come back in class, and you wanna talk about yeah. it? You need to go home? It's like, nah, I'm good. Sometimes it's hard to talk about it, right? It like, yeah, because yeah. I don't think they know what what I'm going through, mm-hmm. what I've been through, and it's like if I'm put that in your shoulders, it's gonna be like, uh, you didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. Like, um, I'm telling you, when I would tell my mom, do not tell anybody what I'm going through, just because I've always felt like I've, you know, the way I was brought up. You know, my mom was a single mom of two. Yeah, yeah. And um, she was barely there you know I basically raised myself so the way I was brought up I had nobody to talk to so I don't know how to talk to people at times like well before now I feel like I've learned to talk to people because like I said my husband's always here and he's the one I talk to the most and he kind of has the same thing where he doesn't know how to like talk to people or he doesn't know how to express himself um but we're, we're working on that with him where I'm like tell me what you feel like tell me what I can do to change things and he's kind of like he doesn't tell me because he doesn't want to hurt my feelings or something like that. But then how do we move on from that? You know, like right. the only way to move on is to talk about it. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it's hard to talk about it with certain people. Um, not because of the whole trust, but just because you don't know if they're going to judge you or not. That was my yeah. main issue. I don't know if that's your issue, but that was my main issue. Like, dang, I'm going to get judgment. Um, I think once I posted something on Facebook about depression and I got a, like a message that was like, Oh, you know, you just have to get up and go, like get up and move on. Like if, if it yeah, was that I get simple, if I if it was that simple, you I would have done it. I would have been done it. You know, I I'm trying. I tried. Um, yeah, yeah, it helps a little bit to get up and go, but sometimes when you're on the go, you just get that anxiety attack, and then what? You know, so it's easier said than done. Um, there's a lot of people that don't know exactly what it's like, especially like the older generation, like my mom and stuff like that. I have to like sit down and break it down to her. Um, she literally saw me like at my worst and right. she realized what I had. She realized it because all my tests were coming back good. I have nothing. I'm healthy. But here I am with pain, you know. Um, so she was like, what the heck? Like, and even like it was hard to like break it down to like my aunts and everything because they don't. You know, it didn't exist back then, I guess, or maybe it did. People didn't talk about it, you know, and nowadays it's more out there because now the more I talk about it, the more I learn that there's people that are going through it. You know, before all this, I knew one person, one person, and that's my close friend. She's my comadre that was dealing with it. And like I said, I feel horrible because I never took the time to ask, what do you feel? What can I do to help you or to talk to her? Like, I will go over her house and everything and spend time with her. And she will hide it because I didn't know that's what she was going through. I knew she was in and out the ER 
but I just was like, okay, like I didn't pay that much attention to her, you know, as I should. But now, now I started with one person, and now that I deal with it, I swear to you, I know so many people. The more I talk about it with friends, with even with some family members, like with you, now I know that you have it, um, or even strangers. You know, most like, I I talk a lot, so everywhere I go, I'm like friendly to everybody, and I make new friends. And the first thing is like, oh my god, you know, I have a headache because I've been dealing with anxiety. Boom, that stranger starts telling me their symptoms, and I'm like, okay. So, you know, if you have it and I have it, then it has to be anxiety. And that, you know, gets me back to like, okay, I'm normal. I'm okay. Nothing's really wrong with me, you know? But it's just so, it's hard to deal with it if you don't have, like, one, the support system. And if you don't have people to talk with, if you don't have somebody you can relate with. Like, the more yeah. I relate with people, the better I feel. And it sounds bad because I don't want to say, okay, well, she's going through the same thing. She has it. So it, it sounds really bad to even say that, you know, because obviously I don't wish this upon anybody. But if she right. has it and she feels good and she feels normal now, it's okay for me too. You know, I'm going to feel one day, you know, and it feels good to feel normal. Now I, I, I have my days where I feel extremely normal and then I have my days where I'm just like, oh. Maybe I should go to the ER real quick just to double check. But I've held back this year. So far, I have not been to the hospital. I was really able, but I have not been to the hospital, which is good. Um, last year, I went maybe twice, I think, to the hospital, or once. I'm not. I'm not sure. Once, twice, maybe. I don't know. Oh, maybe twice because when COVID hit, I freaked out a lot. And I'm the type that if I read a symptom, I eventually start feeling the symptom. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when COVID hit and everybody was like, my throat, I was like, holy shit, babe, I think I have COVID. So that was really hard on me. Um, my ass be home. <laughs> I didn't go anywhere uh, because I was scared for my mom, you know, because she's older, my kids, because I have my daughter who um, actually dealt with asthma. I have my baby who's young and then anxiety, me, and then, you know, my husband stayed home as well. Um, but it was just, it, it was really, really hard this past year because I was in a room, four walls. I couldn't go anywhere. Um, and I just had to like push through it because I was scared to even go to the doctors because what if I got COVID going through the doctors for some bullshit, you know, like a headache. Yeah. So I just, I just didn't go. I just had like teas and I just dealt with it. I cried. I talked about it with my friends. Um, reassuring her, that's it. Like, I had people telling me I was fine all the time. Um, sometimes I felt like I annoy my friends because I was just like, hey, but I have this headache or I have GERD or I have, you know, this, I have that. And it was just anxiety. It was just, it's a bitch. It's the biggest bitch that I have to deal with. And depression is another bitch because I'm telling you, oh, I will yeah. be in bed yeah. for three months. Almost three months in bed. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to get ready. Um, my mom didn't understand why I was depressed because if you see, a lot of people tell me I have like the perfect life. I have the perfect husband. He takes care of us. Um, we're lucky. You know, we have food on our table. We have a roof over our head. Everybody, I have girls who are <laughs> no key kind of haters. And they send me messages like, oh, but you don't deserve that. Or um, you have that because of your husband and this and that, you know. And, and that brings you down, too, when you're dealing with other shit. 
but luckily I had a, a I have a strong backbone when it comes to that, and I I don't pay a lot of attention to that because I feel like I had bigger deal um issues to deal with. Right. But all of that just every nobody understood why I was depressed, like what was going on in my life that got me really really depressed to the point where I was literally in bed for three months. I didn't want to do anything. Like food was brought to my room. I didn't. I couldn't find a TV show that I liked or nothing. Like I just was freaking depressed. And from being in bed for so long, I had to deal with headaches. I had to deal with what, back pain. What book that I I even have it on my phone. I have it on my desktop. Um, and I read it once in a while. If I can get me out of bed, it goes. If you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. In the future. And if yeah. you're at peace, you're, you're living in the present. Yeah. As long as we're at peace right now, we're good. But man, when they hit, they hit hard. Yeah, and they and they just hit out of nowhere, right? Like you don't expect it. Cause I had a great day yesterday with my family. We went out and we were good. And then today, after once I got home, like I felt good waking up that early in the morning. Cause I'm not a morning person. Um, I'm blessed to have a great husband who allows me to be a stay-at-home mom. But you know, I also have my own little business going on too. Um, so I get to stay home with my kids. I get to sleep in till eight, nine, ten. Um, today I had to get up early because we did have an appointment. So I don't know if it was me getting up early, but I don't think so because I had a good night's sleep. I'm telling you, it was just the thought of me. Okay. So what happened was my mom got the shot and everything, every time my mom does something, the old me will call my dad to let him know. My mom had knee surgery literally two weeks after his passing. And when we got out of surgery, the first thing I did was get my phone and call my dad. And obviously my dad didn't answer because he was no longer here. So today the same thing happened where she got the shot and she was hyped about it. She was happy. They gave her like a little goodie bag. And, you know, I recorded her. I took a picture and I sent it to my, my, my brother. And then I'm looking for my dad's contact name and I'm, I was about to send it, and I'm like, dude, wait, hold up, but my dad's not even here. And it's, it just makes me overthink because it's been two years, but I still think about, like, sending him stuff like that. Or even when my, my son does something, you know, like, cause he was so in love with my son. Um, now, when my son started playing soccer, yeah, that was like his, his little, <laughs> what did my dad call him? His little, um, Mujeriego. You know, he was going to teach him how to get the ladies, according to my dad. But, yeah, when he started playing soccer, I wanted to send my dad a picture. But then I realized that my dad wasn't there. So I think that's what takes me back. What gets me depressed is not being able to hear my dad's voice again. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, I feel you on that one because I still have my dad's phone number. Saved. And it's on, it's like on speed dial. It's like my mom and my brother. There's only three numbers on speed dial. And those are the three. And for some reason, I woke up one in the middle of the night and I was like, oh my god, see what he thinks about this. And as soon as I was going to call him, I was like, wait, I just passed away like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I think um, death is one of the hardest things to deal with. Um, Everybody deals with it differently. I have one person. To tell you the truth, I still haven't vented. 
I haven't gone to none of the events even about my dad. You have I when when he went to his awakening, I walked in, I sat, walked out, and left. Didn't see one tear come out. So right now it's been what almost five years, and I still haven't had a tear. And the reason, like one of my uh, one of my counselors was telling me, like, you don't want to let him go. You, you still want him are to you, be there when you, you need him. Peace? Are you at peace with like him though? Like you have no like heart feelings or regrets or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I'm at I'm at peace. Like, he, he, he was the only one that would, like, help me out, like, even with the situation I'm going on right now that I'll talk about later, but mm-hmm. he would be the only one, like, like I said, he'll smack me in the head or throw something at me and be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I had a dream about him telling me, like, hey, wake your ass up. Go do something about it. You know you want it. And then. That is but, so funny you say that because I had a dream about, you know, my dad coming. Well, he, in my dream, he, he spoke to me and told me to, you know, do what I, I wanted to do. And that's when I right. was in the whole process of like, should I do this business or should I start it? Should I not? Um, right. You know, my, my husband was telling me, go for it. I'll support you 100%. My mom, too. She's like, whatever you need, I'll invest into it. And then, you know, you pay me back later. Um, luckily, I was good. Like, you know, saved a couple thousand dollars to invest in my business. So we were we were able to do it with my husband. He helped me out a lot. But my dad was the one that came and he was just like, do it. Do it. Right. I see your future. I'm going to bless this. I'm going to bless your business and my grandma who, who recently passed away. It's actually going to be seven months, seven or eight months um, tomorrow that she passed away. But um, her too, she's, um, I'm starting another business. And it was because I, when she told me to start this other business too, and, and it's just so crazy um, because I feel like when they, when you dream about them, that like that's them coming over to visit. Right. You and know, it is, like that. It usually happens to me like around three fifteen in the morning. That All is so freaky. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> that is so freaky. I don't know what time. You know, I don't. I don't dream about my dad a lot. I have. Yeah. I have. Um, I've had those crazy dreams where he's with like somebody else, and I kind of just I look and I glance like, and he's there, right. you know. But he's walking away, right. and I feel that's because he wasn't really in my life. So. The reason I cried for him so much, or I cried for him so much, is because I feel like I don't, I didn't have enough time with him. Yeah. Like we were just getting close, like you know, um, we were just getting closer to each other. Um, especially right now when my son was born, he got really close. Like he was the one that took me to my my son's first um doctor's appointment because my husband had to work. Um, he will always come over here with fun. You know, he'll bring my kids fun. Um, I hated it because I don't like to beat my kids that <laughs> So I'll be like, oh my God, like, you mean, you, you see my daughter, like, she's, she's a really tall girl. So I'm like, dad, like, I'm trying to keep her, you know, fit. I'm trying to keep her healthy. Can we not? And then he wouldn't care. He'll spoil them and bring them. They're fine. Um, but he will come at least once or twice a week when he didn't have dialysis or even after his dialysis, you know, he'll come and he'll right. spend time with us. And this was probably 
uh, right when I turned around, I want to say twenty, on my, in my 20s, like my mid-20s, that's when he started getting really close to me, where I will get weekly or sometimes daily phone calls from him, um, yeah. versus when growing up, I was like, you know, we'll go three, four years and I didn't hear about him. Like, he knew about me because I guess he had asked around, but I didn't know about him. I didn't know how he was doing. I didn't know his whereabouts and nothing. So I feel like that's why it hits me harder because I didn't get enough time with my dad. You know, I never got the, let me go to bed and say goodnight to him. I never got the good morning or he will be the person I will see in the morning. Right. So I never got that. Like, I never... Like, yeah, I slept over his house, but it was just weird. And, and you know why, but, um, yeah. I feel like that's awkward. a whole other subject. <laughs> it was just awkward. It was weird. It was, even when I would come over your house, it would be another, like, weird because uh, I was, I was really cool with you because I felt like there was no fakeness, you know, but, or, or my, your dad, like, my feel. He loved me. Like, and he would tell me all the time. He would see me at the parks and, you know, he would tell my dad to bring me over more often, but then I couldn't because, you know, I didn't live with my dad. I had to get permission from my mom, and right. she was she was stingy with me. Or sometimes I just had basketball games where I just couldn't go with my dad. I had to just do what I had to do. Yeah. Um, So I just felt like that's why I cried so much because I could have had enough time with him, but I felt like because of the, the shirt that went down, we didn't have enough time. Um. And now that I was getting closer to him, like, that's when I really started loving my dad because, you know, growing up, I didn't, I didn't know my dad like that. So I didn't really have love for him. And, um, one of the things I would say in my head over and over is he would tell me, when I die, I know you're not going to cry for me. And it kills me because if he only knew how much I have cried and I will continue to cry because yeah. it's been a lot. And he will always tell me, I know from all my kids and we know that he had a lot of kids he has a lot of kids he told me he would tell me you're the one that i know for a fact that's not gonna cry because you're tough like your mom you're strong you're not a crybaby and because i know you don't love me as a dad and it kills me because i never got a chance to really tell him how much i do love him as a dad you know i never yeah. i never told my dad that i love him and i right. feel I don't, I feel bad for it, but then I also feel like the situation that we were in, I just couldn't tell him just because, I don't know, it was just hard. Like, I'm telling you, before all this, I was a really wholehearted person. Like, my husband has taught me to be more sensitive. He's taught me to be more lovable. And even then, he thinks it's not enough. You know, he feels like I could do more, but... The only yeah, you could. I used to know you could. <laughs> <laughs> the only like now, like I hug my kids. Like the, my daughter is the one person that I hug the most. Um, you know, before my son was born. Um, even my mom. Even my mom. I told my I told my my husband like even my mom. It's hard for me to hug my mom not because I hold anything against her, but it's just she wasn't there when I was growing up. I grew up on myself. Like I basically raised myself. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously she would go to work and come back home and stuff, but emotionally she was never really there for me because she had to work two to three jobs to support me and my brother because she gave us the best, you know, like Jordan's at second when I was like 13 years old, you know, would, back in the days you wouldn't really see it. Nowadays, my, my, you see my son's shoe collection, you know, but 
back in the days, you wouldn't see that. And my mom did that for me and my brother. My mom pulled through um, paying um, private Catholic schools for me and my brother in two different states. Because, you know, my brother was born and raised in Guatemala. So I was here and my, and my brother was over there. So yeah. I don't have any, I don't hold anything against my mom. It's just, it, it was just harder. It was harder. Now it's a lot easier because I don't want to do the same things that I, to my mom that I did with my dad, where I didn't have enough time. I wouldn't hug him enough. Um, I never told my dad that I loved him. Like, I, I'll be, well, yeah, like, in a message, I'll be like, oh, I love you, you know, or happy Father's Day, Dad, I love you. Um, there were some Father's Days where I didn't forget to text him. I just didn't feel like I had to text him because at the moment I was really stubborn and I felt like he didn't deserve my happy Father's Day call or text because he wasn't really there for me. Right. You know, when I was younger, like me being in my teenage, like, rebelde years. Um, and I regret all that. And I feel like that's why I, I cry so much because I wish I could go back in time and tell him or, you know, just spend a little bit more time with him or answer the calls that I refuse to answer for whatever reason because I was upset. I was mad at something else and I'll just, I didn't want to talk to my dad. You know, so I feel like my depression comes from not growing up with a dad right. and then him coming in my life later on and leaving so quickly once again. But this time to like never come back. This time he left to, for good. Yeah. You know, and that was a hard time too. It was so hard. It was really, really hard to just be in the hospital. And, you know, it's the hardest thing. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but <laughs> I'm also really blunt, and I don't care what people think a lot of the time. Um, you know what hurt me the most? That when my dad was in his deathbed, there was people that were supposed to, like, supposedly were really close to him laughing. Like, they were just laughing. And yeah. to me... Like, that wasn't the time for you to be saying jokes. That wasn't the time for you to find anything funny. Yeah. You know, so I feel like all of that just built up. It became depression and it became anxiety because I let that stay in me. I didn't say anything about it. I didn't cry to anybody about it. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. And I'm sure, I'm sure you know what it feels like. I'm, I'm pretty sure because, you know, when, when my uncle passed away, I'm sure you went through it, but did kind of differently because you lived with him. You yeah. were there in the morning and he was there and night yeah. he was there, you know, like it was, it was slightly different. Yeah. Um, I didn't have that. So when my dad was in his deathbed, like I just, obviously I was praying like crazy and I was interrupted. I felt like my moments with him were interrupted by laughter. To me, yeah, like nothing was funny to me. Nothing, nothing. There was nothing anybody could do or say at the moment that was going to make me laugh. And you know, you know I'm a jokester. You know I don't take anything serious. But when it came to that, that was like my dad. I found it really, I found it incorrect. Yeah, and there's a time and place for that. For everything, right. I had one of the nurses come up to my husband and tell my husband, like, and he literally told my husband, you could tell 
who's being sincere and who's not. You know, like, you can tell who's hurting and who's not. Because my daughter and I did not leave my dad's side for two days. You know, the second day was when he he passed away. But we were there. And it was just horrible. Like, that whole experience was just horrible. I never want to go through that ever, ever in my life. Um, Like, I was telling you earlier, it's like an image that I can't seem to replace. I cannot get that image out of my head. I've tried by replacing it with, like, the good memories because, you know, um, when I was in therapy with all this, um, my therapist told me, like, you have to write down, like, the goods and the bad. We went through that exercise. And honestly, therapy did not help me at all. If anything, it made it worse because she was digging deep in there. Like, she really wanted, like, to dig, dig, dig deep in there. And at the time, I didn't want to talk about what was really bugging me because even to this day, I can't tell you what bugged me. I can't tell you why I fell into depression and, and or started dealing with anxiety. I want to say it's because I didn't sleep, I had headaches, but no, it, it goes deeper than that. But I don't know what it is, and I choose not to dig that, you know, because I just feel like I'm gonna hit rock bottom again. Yeah. I decided to accept the fact that I have anxiety, accept the fact that I deal with depression, and accept the fact that we all have to die. It's part of life. Except the fact that I'm not going to see my dad or hear my dad's voice again. Um, eventually, maybe, you know, they say there's like an afterlife. I don't know. Um, there's certain things I don't believe in. So I don't know. But I just, I didn't, my therapy did not go as I thought it was going to go. I just dropped it because I was not trying to dig. Um, I think I'd rather just start from, start fresh from here on and I can't obviously obviously can't just push it back and be like fuck it we'll deal with it eventually or not deal with it at all because that's when it builds up you know but I I decided to just help myself because nobody's gonna help you like there's nothing anybody could do or say that's gonna help you get out of that hole but yourself and if I dig through it if I dig and I dig just to try to get to the bottom of it I feel like I'm gonna go right back in that hole you know, so I feel like all of that is what gave me depression, dealing with all of that and and still, like, having to deal with shit, even in my dad's, like, deathbed. Like, I didn't have the peace that I wanted. Yeah. Or at least the, the peace and the respect that I deserved. I didn't have that. Yeah. That, that, that's tough. When I was when people ask me, like, oh, how did you, like, what happened to your dad? How did you go? I was like, look, he wasn't happy. He was hella happy when he left. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> weren't you, like, in his bed? I was like, man, he was at the casino. Oh, he was? Like, I remember. Yeah. I was like, he literally left happy. And that's mm-hmm. how I tell everybody. I was like, see, they did bring everything up. I was like, yeah, he was in his bed. Like, trust me, I saw when everything happened. Like, pulled me out of the room. They were calling the code blue. And I was like, okay, what's going on? And that's when they told me, shit. What do you mean he's gone? I can see him. Yeah. They they broke the news for me and everything, but I was like, I I, I can't get that picture out of my head. 
But at least I know he left happy doing what he loved to do, especially that he loved to do it with my mom. Yeah. And it's one thing that either they went every other week or every other weekend or however they went. Even if they took 20 bucks, uh huh. My dad would come back with 15. Like I've been to Vegas, but I just, you know, I just go for the drink. Well, I used to. I used to go out for the drinks when I was not married. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I've never gambled like that. But yeah, my dad used to. He would try to get me with to go with them, with him and um, my uncle. He would always try to get me to go, but you know, I was like, no, like, I'm gonna lose money. And my dad would be like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you how you do it. And I'm like, no, like. I, Honestly, it was just, it was kind of like, oh, what am I going to go do with you guys? Like, I've seen how you guys are. You guys are the life of the party, but sometimes you guys are embarrassed me, you know? So, no, yeah. I'm not going to go. But, um, I see, I wish I would have gone. I wish, that's why now I live my life to the fullest. Um, I, if I could do it, if I want to do it, I do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I tell my kids, you know, always call your grandparents, um, call you other family members, your friends, because you just don't ever know when your last day here is going to be, you know? So make sure you tell the people you care for, let them know how you feel about them, you know, show them that you love them. Uh, I try to have as much fun. Since COVID, you know, we haven't had as much activities, but we try to make the best out of it. You know, my husband with the kids and even here at the house, like my mom, since my dad passed away, I could tell, and you know, she lost all the two brothers and then a niece and then her ex. And then, a co- like two years later, my grandma passed away, who was a queen of all queens. She was a queen of the family because she was 99 years old, a month away from turning 100, and she passed away in September. So that hit my mom pretty hard. And you know, my, my, okay, my grandpa had passed away about 20 something years ago. He died on my birthday, on my birthday when I turned eight years old. So he died on my birthday, but it didn't hit my mom as hard. And I think it doesn't hit people as hard because they have that time with their parents. You know, they grew up with their parents. I didn't. Right. You know, so I, I think that's the only difference between, uh, you know, us that, that's why it hit me really, really hard. Um, because I didn't have my dad like that. But yeah, when her mom passed away, that's when I was, she was like, I understand your pain now because it had been so long that her dad passed away that it was different, I guess. And not only that, but I'm the only child basically to my mom because I'm the youngest and I'm her only girl. Um, and my mom has like 12 brothers and sisters, you know, they're a big family. So they had each other's back. They had, they were there for one another when my grandma passed away and when my, my grandpa passed away too. So I felt like I was lonely. I was lonely. Yeah. Like nobody understood. Nobody was. I had my little brother, obviously, you know, who I'm not going to mention his name because he'd be listening to you. I, I got him on it. I told him to listen to you. Um, <laughs> you know, but that's, 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 
that's it. I just had my little brother, and that was that was who understood my pain, and I became really, really close to him. Even though you know, the crazy story is that I met him the day my dad was passing away. You know, like I didn't know I had a little brother yeah. until that day. Yeah. Um, everything happens for a reason. Uh, you know, we've talked about it, and we're like, dang, like you, he, you know, he lives like five minutes away from my house, and my dad never told us. My dad told him about me. But my dad never told me about him. And I know why he didn't tell me, because he thought I was going to get mad. Right. He thought I was going to get upset, but I wasn't. But my dad was always scared because of he's seen how crazy I got it with people. So he was probably just scared about my my reaction towards it, or he was probably scared that I was going to be like, okay, and then just walk out and not yeah, want to do it. I didn't know who you was until my, my mom brother? told me about it. Yeah. Yeah, you see. I was like, who is this kid? Living in my room. <laughs> my old room. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Like, an explanation, please? Like, who is he? And then my mom broke it down. I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Did she know about him? And then yeah, I was no, like, you know what? I'm going to stay away from him. I'm going to let him figure it out first. And then he brings it up. Say nothing. They're fine. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't know. I wish I would have known just because I would have loved to spend time with both of them. Um, yeah. But it's crazy. It's so fucking crazy. And sometimes I, I have, like, happy tears about it because my dad passed away, but I see so much of my dad in him. So much. Oh, like, yeah. Just the way, he, the way he talks to me, like, sometimes we'll be on the phone. And the way my dad used to be like, all right, be careful. In Spanish, he has the same tone. Um, The way he, like plays with my son is the same way my dad would do it or the way he, you know, cracks jokes or the way how he tries to be flirtatious with women is the same. It's a mini, it's my mini dad. (laughs) He's the same, same, same way as my dad. And I love that because I see a lot of my dad in him. You know, I would have loved to spend time with both of them and have a picture at least with us three, you know, but we don't. Now there's Photoshop, so hopefully we can Photoshop each other to one of my dad's pictures yeah but um but yeah i didn't i didn't know i had a little brother and uh it was crazy it was crazy so he was i became really close to him within a matter of like months because he told me that i was the only one that reached out to him and when i started dealing with anxiety i reached out to him and i told him hey you know this is what's going on i don't feel good and he helped me he will come over and make me laugh, and that will help me. You know, that will help me. It will distract me from my negative thoughts because I was full of negative thoughts. And he helped me a lot. He will come over a lot, but then, you know, COVID happened, so he hasn't been over since probably November. I haven't seen him since November, but we keep we text, like, every day. You know, we do you know, a lot of jokes, a lot of funny memes. But yeah. I, see, I see my dad in him a lot, so... At least I have that. I have comfort. Like, I know I could go to him and he'll be there for me like crazy, even though we we literally known each other for a couple of years. But I feel like I've known him my whole life. Yeah. You know? So so that was good, I guess. My dad did something good. Um, <laughs> it was just my dad was just so crazy. And, and I see the shit that my, my dad and my uncle both did together. It was crazy. It was like a competition with them, you know, like, let's see who has the more kids. Who can do it better. <laughs> you know, and so. It, it wasn't it, only just with kids either. 
I know they were they were wild they were wild and now I see why the fuck I'm wild um even though I took a, a break from my normal life because I had to deal with this but it's life we all go through it I know a lot of people like I'm telling you like in these groups that I'm in now on Facebook I know a lot of people that go through it yeah and it's crazy it is so freaking crazy there's people where I'm like dang like I thought I was bad but there's people that are, that are even worse that are going through it a lot worse than I am, you know? Um, there's people that handle shit different. Yeah. It's wow. life. Yeah, like, you know, people go through it with divorces. People go through it with, um, you know, when girls get raped or molested, even boys nowadays. Um, it's just, it's just a lot of people go through it. A lot of people go through life, and we just don't know about it because we just see the pretty picture, but we never really see the picture behind everything. Yeah. You know, like in social media, like my friends are like, dude, you always seem so happy. You're always like on the go. Yeah, but on the way over there, I'm having, I'm dealing with anxiety. I'm dealing with a panic attack. Yeah. That's that's just something that I don't post, you know. And yeah. and I see pictures of girls now that you know they post a picture. And they're smiling. They look their happiest. And then the caption be like, "But did you know I'm dealing with anxiety? Or I feel so anxious." It's a fake smile. And it's so yeah. crazy. It's so freaking crazy. And people, there's people that don't take that shit serious. But mental health is so freaking serious. It's so serious. People have taken their life from this. People have become addicts. Um, you know, they turn to alcohol, and they throw their whole life away. I bet there's two of those that you brought up. Yeah. And yeah, it, 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 it's tough. Like I even went to some counseling that they recommended me at work. And, um, <laughs> I was having suicidal thoughts. Something I wouldn't want to talk about right now, but yeah, I was having suicidal thoughts and then I was basically drinking every night. And everyone that listens to this and knows me, they know I don't drink. Uh-huh. They really know. Like if I drink, it'll be a couple of beers here and there, but. But uh, nothing crazy. Yeah, I know, I know. I've never, I was I've never bottles seen bottles left and right. And oh wow! I never posted it. Huh? Like it, it was just me trying to find the demons that I had inside, but it wasn't working. Uh-huh. And then that's—it's funny because I started listening to country music, something that uh-huh. I've never listened to in my entire life. There's a couple of songs in there that hit hard, and I'll put them up on, on a Facebook group and Instagram group. And yeah. They'll see what I was, I've been going through in the songs. Literally, say what I was going through. Yeah, it, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's freaking, it's crazy. It's just, I know it's part of life, but some people know how to deal with it better than others. Um, some people don't even know how to deal with it at all. And that was me. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, 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 I feel like I'm adapting to it, like I'm learning how to live with it, you know, and how to deal with it. Thank God. I am so thankful that now I, I get up. I feel my old self. I do my makeup. I want to go out. I've been going out, you know, to, on dinner dates with my girlfriends, um, with my husband as well. Um, I started my own business, which is I'm really, really proud of. Um, and the works I'm doing another business as well. Um, and I, I pulled through it. I pulled through it, but I do have my moments. I have my moments where I have my setbacks, I guess you could say, where yeah. I'm just back in that hole. I'm back in the hole, and 
I I don't even know. Like, I just, I cry a little bit sometimes. Like, today I cried or something. So I'm like, no, but I have two little ones to live for. You know, my mom is still here. My husband, like, I have to live. Because I literally told my husband, I'm alive, but I'm not living life. Because yeah. we couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. I literally just wanted to be in bed. I didn't want anything on. Maybe the TV on just for... I got to the point where I had to sleep with the TV on. And I was the type of person that will hate that. I wanted my beauty sleep. And now I literally just stay up till 5 in the morning and then take a quick nap and then wake up at night and be ready to go. You know, right. but I try not to do that as much. Like I push myself to go to sleep because sometimes I just... The thoughts in my head are so deep that I can't I can't fall asleep you know I can't sleep I can't function sometimes it it, it got to the point where I couldn't even drive without I started dealing with I don't know if you heard of head saps like you get head saps like an electric shock all over your head and it goes down through your body for like two seconds I have those I still do really? yes and I will be driving and get those and I will freak out because I would think, Dane, I got my kids in the car and I'm about to crash. That's why I was like, um, little girl, you got to learn how to drive. <laughs> so, you know, we, we got my daughter into driving at a young age. She, she just turned 16, but she's been driving because I it was like, God forbid, I need you to drive somewhere for whatever emergency. You know, you got this. But right. I will get headset. And even trying to fall asleep, I'll get headset. So I think I developed fear of sleeping because I get head zapped and sometimes I feel like those head zaps are going to take me out. I feel like I'm going to die in my sleep because of them. Because they're like an electric shock. Like if you Google head zaps, like you get it, you know, from stress and anxiety or from being like on all these type of drugs. Um, I don't do drugs. Um, I don't take pills. Like I barely take, I take anxiety pills, but they're all natural. Um, right. I just took two like right before calling, I took two just because, not because I was anxious, but I just wanted to be like extremely relaxed. Uh, they're all natural. I don't do like those freaking drug pills that the doctors prescribe and everything. I don't do those. I've been scared of those. Um, I barely even take Advil because <laughs> I get scared. Oh, um, yeah, I felt when I was going through it with my headaches, I'll be like, if I take these pills, I'm going to be like Bruce Lee. Somebody is, is going to kill me. You know, it's going to fucking kill me. Um, I try not to be on social media a lot because I would take sign. I would take everything I would see or read, I would take it as a sign. Right. And I think it was because right before my dad passed away, I started humming this song, the Rocio Dulca song. Um, I don't even know the name of it, but I think I, I heard it really quickly and I started humming that song and I would hum it and I hummed it for like a whole week or so. And then right after, on the way to the hospital, when they had called me about my dad that he had gotten the stroke, that was a song that played on the radio. And then, sure enough, he passed away. Um, and it's a song where he says something about, you know, your two funky souls. I don't even know the name of the song. And it's weird because I never heard the song before. Like, I'm sure I've heard it, but I didn't know the lyrics like that. But I was humming it. You know, and it was so eterno? weird. Huh? Is it Amor Eterno? Yes, yes. I think that's the name of it, yeah. I I never listened to the lyrics. I was just humming it until the day I had to drive to the hospital. It played on the radio. And the weird, the weirdest thing is that me and my husband decided not to listen to the radio 
just because you know the new music nowadays is is crap. It's not like before. So now we do Pandora for our kids. So they don't listen to all that bad music that is out nowadays. You know, but that day for some weird reason my Pandora didn't want to connect to my car. So we right. had no other choice. So I didn't want to listen to English music because again they played like all that weird stuff. And even my daughter, she doesn't really like it. She's more into like the old school music, the one that we grew up with. So we decided to go with the Spanish station and that song played. And it was so weird because I swear to God to you on my kids' life, I had been humming that song. Like I remember I was cleaning my car and I was humming that song and I didn't know why, but you know, I would just hum it. And now sometimes I catch myself humming it and I stop because I, I, I take that as in like, oh shit, maybe somebody else is going to pass away in my life. You know, if I, like it's so weird to me. And yeah, that song was playing on the way to the hospital. And then, um, I finally listened to the lyrics that day. That was the first time that I really listened to the lyrics and what it said and I understood what it said. And it was so fucking crazy. My dad passed away and then I put it together. So I took that as a sign. So now yeah. with my anxiety, if I go on Facebook and I see something um, cancer-related, I'm like, oh, shit, it's a sign. If somebody has cancer, I have cancer. You know, so I try not to be on social media that much. Um, I do more of the Instagrammer, more of the Instagrammer, just because there's, there's a lot of negative things that don't help yeah. when you're dealing with anxiety and depression. You know, right. so... I I do Instagram, but mainly because of my business now. But um, I'm not on Facebook like that. Like I've, I've caught a couple of your lives and I watch them, yeah. um, because they're not negative, you know. And I and I think we we spoke about this earlier when I was texting you about you can't have fakeness and negative people or energy around you because that would just bring you down even more. Yeah. You know, and the goal is to get out of the whole depression. The goal is to help others if you help others you help yourself because you feel good like i said that's the only reason i kind of did this podcast i've been wanting to do a podcast for a while now mm-hmm. but once i started going through all this i'm like if i'm going through this what is else going to be doing mm-hmm. why not speak on it yeah, and I'm glad uh, you did. You heard, it. I know. You heard a couple of episodes and people opened up like, damn, I, I didn't know half of my friends went through all this stuff. Yeah. And they're opening up like, man, alright, yeah. cool. And then I'm over here like, yeah. Yes, it's crazy. And if it's... I if I can if I can have you open up and help you out and make you realize like, hey, look, this is not just you anymore. Mm-hmm. Me. And it's somebody else. And maybe somebody yeah. else next to you. And that's why I tell people, you can go up to anybody and say, hey, how you doing? And they're going to be like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But what you should be really asking is, hey, how are you feeling today? Yeah. And even that then, and even then, and even then, I feel like people would be like, good. <laughs> even though yeah. deep down inside they're not. But, you know, it's just, yeah, but, but you'll people like to hide it. They, they, they won't know how to answer, how are you feeling today? Right. I went through it, yeah. and um, I've listened to a couple of um, 
podcasts, like from girls talking, you know, my friends have introduced me to a couple. I've listened to them. Um, right. and it helps. It just helps to, and it, and it sounds so bad and I hate to say it, but it helps to hear other people's issues, not issues, but other people go through the same thing that you're going through. You know, it, yeah. it helps in some weird way and makes me feel better. Not because I'm glad that they're going through it, but because I understand that I'm not alone, you know, and there's other people going through it. And stuff like this really does help. It's helped me. So the minute that you, that I saw that you were doing this and I was like, hey, send me the link, I'm going to share it, you know, and I, I've shared it and I know a couple of my friends have listened to it. Um, you know, my, my friend, um, Tito from, um, well, Teddy from Part 106, he actually just shared something about mental healthness and it, it just, it hits home. So and yeah. anything that has to do with, um, uh, mental health, I just, I share it because I go through it and I don't want to, the, what I went through is something I don't wish upon my worst enemy. Not that I don't, I, I, I want to say that I don't have any enemies. I don't know yeah. if I do or not, but I don't, it's, it's not easy. And it's something yeah. that you don't wish upon anybody. Yeah. You know, so if there's anything I could do to help now, I'm like, hey, I'm here. I could talk to you. Like I, I listen. I, I learn to listen. Um, and it helps. It helps yeah. me to listen to other people's anxiety stories or depression stories or anything. It doesn't even necessarily have to be that, but anything. It just helps me. Yeah, because, not only that, but it helps the other person too because sometimes we just want to talk. Yeah. We have nobody to like listen to us and now. Even with this podcast, people are going to be like, hey, do you have time for me? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not telling anybody that's listening to this, call me, let's talk about this on live, let's record it now. You want to call me, you, you call me. You text me. Yeah. I'm yeah, here to listen. Like, I, I'm going through some shit too, but if, if I can listen to you, maybe I can help you out. It might help me out too at the same time. Yeah. At first, I was like, okay, so, like, what do we, like, I didn't know what we would talk about, and then my husband was like, well, talk about your, like, the biggest thing that you dealt with, like, your dad's passing, and, you know, mental health, and depression, like, all of that, it's it's real, it's real, it's mad real, it sucks, (laughs) but it's out there, and I've learned, like I said before, like, I've learned a lot of people deal with it more and more nowadays. I'm sure it was there back in the days. It's just the media wasn't as how it is now. Yeah. You know, because there was no Facebook, no Instagram, no Twitter, no podcast, nothing. You know, so now people didn't talk about it back in the days. But I'm sure it's it's always been there. Yeah. It's, it's it sucks, but I'm glad that I am pushing through it. I'm I'm up. I'm ready to. To deal with it some more. Pick it up. You got my number. You can call me now. No, not this one. I'll give you another number. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you another number. We'll talk about it. This one. I know. I know. It's so it's so crazy because you literally lived like five minutes away from me before, and like you never like we never visit each other. 
don't know, we kind of it's, <laughs> I know, right? It's just so hard to go to your house, to your mom's house. It's just so hard. Last time I stopped by to pick up my my brother, and I stepped out to say hi to your mom, and, you know, I saw the dog, and it just brought back memories. You know, so I just can't. Not because I don't want to deal with it or anything. It's just, I feel like if I go, I'm just going to not feel weird, but just feel a little sad. And we're not trying to feel sad nowadays. Yeah. You know? No, I, 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 get, I definitely get that one. And, and then, then I don't know. It's even worse if, now because he, my, my mom's dog is gone too. Oh my God, no way. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother told me about that. I got yeah. sad because I was like, wait, what? That was like my uncle's dog dog. Like, that was his real yeah. dog. Aww. Yeah, I have like pictures that. of him when he was literally like three weeks old. I know. So. I know, he was so, oh my God, I remember. I used to go over when he was a little, little, like a puppy. Yeah. My dad used to always talk about him too. Yeah, yeah it took us almost two hours to go get him and two hours to come back home. My dad was there? No. No, not when we get it was me and my brother. We we both called out work. Went to go get the dog. <laughs> my mom not knowing. God, that's funny. But then my my uncle was like in love with that dog. Yeah, everybody in the whole neighborhood. Even even there's a carniceria down the street that one of my homies works there, and he's like, I had no idea this was your mom, and that was your dog. Yeah, that dog was so beautiful. It was so like the the eyes. His eyes were so freaking amazing. Like, I, I remember when I stepped out the car and I was like, oh, I remember his yeah. eyes. They were so beautiful. Yeah, nobody believed yeah. he was a, a legit husky, too. Like, yeah, full-blooded, I mean, 100% husky. Yeah, but he was he was well-educated. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was well-educated. Yeah. No, yeah, that day I got out the car and I said hi to your mom because she was watering her, her plants and her tree. Right. And, um... I got out and I said hi and we talked about my dad a little bit because you know my, my mom and my mom your your mom and my dad got along very well so yeah. she was sad and you know that was the day when I was like oh you know like if you need a ride let me know I'll pick you up like I have a full car a full car but we'll make it happen and she was like yeah. okay I'll let you know um but yeah and then you know my mom and your mom didn't know each other and they met. At my uncle's um, funeral. Oh no shit! Yeah, they met. <laughs> and, okay. Awkward. He, my no, it wasn't like my mom um, went and he like she introduced herself and she your mom was like oh I'm sorry but who are you and she was like oh I'm you know Anna's mom and she was like you're Anna's mom and. My mom was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, no wonder Anna's so beautiful. And my mom, and you know who, and somebody else was behind her. So, you know, you know who, I don't want to mention names. But then <laughs> my mom was like, oh, my God, she said that. I was like, good. <laughs> but it was, it was just an awkward and funny moment at the time. It was, it was sad. So, you know, we didn't, we didn't talk about it till later on when we got home. But yeah, my mom told me that. She was like, oh, I didn't know. Like, his mom didn't know me. And my mom didn't know her either, but my dad pointed her to her direction. So she just wanted right. to go get the condolences and stuff. But yeah, it yeah. was, it was a weird, it was a weird moment <laughs> for like five seconds. And 
a lot of people there didn't know, just like at my, at my dad's um, funeral, like a lot of people didn't know that I was his daughter, which is another issue that I had because, you know, people didn't know that he had a daughter here. Right. You know, or even, <laughs> even when people would be like, oh, you're his daughter? I'll be like, yeah, and apparently that's his son too. I just met my brother, you know, so I, you know, it was an awkward situation, but I even made it more awkward for them because I'll be like, yeah, apparently that's my brother too, you know? So I will introduce my, my younger brother because they didn't know that, that, you know, my dad had two kids. They, they, you know, that's another, yeah. that's a whole other story I don't want to get into. But yeah, um, they didn't know. Yeah. A lot of people didn't know that, um, my dad had a daughter here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, but your mom's com- like your mom's comment was everything. <laughs> she was like, "Your Anna's mom, no wonder Anna's so beautiful." And then my mom just, you know, she chuckled a little bit and was like, "Okay, we'll have a great day." And we walked out. But yeah, your mom is blunt, like super blunt to that. No filter. Always has been. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, I remember when she used to go off on you. Shut up. Different stories. We ain't talking about that shit here. <laughs> this podcast but, ain't about me. It's about you right now. <laughs> no, but we'll you were you were part of you were part of like me growing up, you know. So I seen that. I seen all that. But yeah, it's a uh, in the beginning where you were like, oh, we're not blood related, but like we kind of are. Like blood doesn't have to make us related because we yeah. we grew up together, you know. Yeah. And, and you know my whole freaking life story. Yeah. Yeah, since we were young. Like, super young. Well, you're older than me, so. You know. I mean, I, I know we've been on this for, like, over, what, 20 minutes now. Crazy. Oh, my gosh. Shut up. Oh, my God. You're right. About. But before you leave, you want to give a shout-out to your company? Yeah. Where can we it find is, it? Um, on Instagram right now. We're working on the webpage. It's taking... um. Sometimes just because we had, you know, a couple delays on pictures and stuff like that. Um, but it is a picnic company where you can just come wine and dine your date at the beach, park, or a backyard. Um, or inside your house if you have room <clears throat> and just looking for something romantic. Uh, it is called Rejoice Picnics or Rejoice underscore picnics on Instagram. Awesome. Uh, make sure oh, yeah. we post that. We'll follow you guys. We'll let everybody know. Yeah, we're doing joy everything. Joy picnic. Yeah, and rejoice. I, did you give a giveaway too? I recently had a giveaway. Yes, we're yeah. working on another one for Mother's Day because I feel like moms deserve it. Me being a hey. stay-at-home mom, I feel like you know we're doing um a giveaway. But I'm gonna. Okay, so my other thing is, you know, I'm also a makeup artist. So I'm doing the whole, I'm doing a makeover, a mommy makeover, makeup and hair. And then we're also doing a picnic giveaway. Um, we're also including uh, desserts. I'm going to include desserts into the company. I'm going to include uh, roses arrangements, flowers arrangements, all of that. So we're expanding it a little bit. Uh, it's just taking time because we're just starting, you know, uh, we've had issues. You know, it's not easy. We have to get licensed and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah we're doing all that. Uh, everything's gonna, every item's gonna have their page. So right now the picnic page is Rejoice. We're working on the Instagram for the flowers, um, the dessert, 
and then the makeup eventually once COVID settles down a little bit more because I know people are not comfortable with you know makeup artists being that close to them mm-hmm. but yeah we're we're gonna get everything together we have plans we have all the plans written down we just gotta make it happen now which I'm pretty sure and confident that we are but yeah for right now we're doing the picnics we're doing proposals we're doing mother day we're doing birthdays we're doing friends days anything um we also rent our picnic sections for photo shoots sometimes I had a couple girls reaching out saying that they wanted to do a photo shoot for their boutique or for their jewelry or their nails and I rent them out uh, we set up we clean up you just gotta show up awesome big toys underscore picnics everybody yes um also before we leave what are those Facebook groups that we were talking about um you can search them up you just go under um anxiety or depression group literally that's all you type anxiety or depression either one um let me get one real quick just because i want to give you the name the one that uh, the one i'm using um where is it there's a lot i just follow one um and it's very 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 helpful it's wow, I in one of one of the groups that I follow. Well, it's not even a group. It's more like a meme page. It's called mm-hmm. Three Million Thoughts. <laughs> okay, so the I one came I came up follow- as soon as I typed it, I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> no, the one I follow is called Health Anxiety Support and Recovery. All right. Okay. And I'm actually gonna go to the page right now and send you an invite. Um, right. do that. I'll make sure we post it somewhere so we can get more people in there. You know. Yeah, usually, usually people just post their symptoms. Like I said, I deal with health anxiety. Um, I just sent you the invite. I deal with health anxiety, so people, a lot of people deal with health anxiety, so they will post their symptoms like, hey, does anybody deal with GERD, which I just started recently dealing with as well, um, around December, January. Uh, I was able to control it before it got really bad. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I was only able to control it because people were commenting on it. Like, I would post like, hey, does anybody deal with really bad pressure headaches? And if you do, what are your symptoms or what do you do to make it better? And they help, it helps. People will have good advice. Um, there's actually, the creator of this page has videos on YouTube okay. and he will post them and he will tell you how, how deep his, um, anxiety and depression was and how he went through it, how he got through it how he's doing now, how he created this to help others as well. Um, There's a lot of hacks. There's a lot of hacks, which one of them that I want to share if anybody's dealing with panic attacks or anxiety attacks, which are two different things. Um, If you just put a vapor up, if you smell vapor up, it'll help you because it distracts your mind. If you squeeze lemon juice in your mouth, it'll help because it distracts your mind. It's all mental. It's all, all right. in your mind. Um, anything that could distract you helps. With me, even if I would take a walk, that wouldn't help because I started feeling my legs getting really weak. I felt like the walls were closing in on me. I felt like I couldn't breathe. It was just horrible. So my hack now, they have these vapor of, um, what are they called? Inhalers. And I sniff those a little bit here and there, and I'm good. Or sour head spray. Sour oh, okay. spray. I just spray it in my mouth, and it just 
it just retracts me back into like myself. It takes those negative thoughts away, and I'm good because it's sour, so it distracts my mind. So, and that's what I've learned in these mental in the in these um health uh, groups, mental health groups. That's what I've learned. Um, I also follow some on TikTok. Um, and yeah, they there's just little hacks, and they they work. They've worked for me. They've worked for me. Um, I take a lot of. I don't drink coffee. I never did drink coffee like that. I'm not a coffee person. So right. I don't do caffeine or anything like that. But I just started drinking tea. Um, a lot of like lemon blossom teas, which are really relaxing. Also, um, uh, bath, warm bath with the sea salt or Epsom salt relaxes okay. your muscles, um, which prevents from you to feel any type of pain in your body. Um, and just stuff like that. Like if these groups really do help. You know, so they have hacks, they have videos, they have people that, you know, post on it and other people that respond, so you could just go. Also, though, I do want to throw out there before I, you know, go, it could, you got to be careful with them because sometimes they could trigger you more when you read what they're going through because sometimes, unfortunately, there's times where their symptoms is something really, really bad, you know, so it could trigger you. But for the most part, it's just people who are really healthy and just don't know how to control their anxiety and let anxiety get the best of us, best of us because I was one of them. I still am one of them. Or sometimes it just it takes, it takes over me. But I come back up. I don't give up. I push through it. Um, I have to be that bad bitch that I was before. <laughs> I cannot allow this to take over me I have to be strong because like I said I have two little kids to live for you know and I can't give up on life that easy it took me a while to get here so I gotta go so yeah I started a business I'm so busy because of it you know I was supposed to um, do this with you on Saturday but I got a last minute picnic Um, weekends are the busiest that I have um, I was, my friend was trying to do dinner with me next Wednesday and I literally told her that I was booked for the next two weeks because I'm extremely busy with vendors and, you know, I have to go shopping for different things and set up photo shoots. Um, I have a baby shower to plan at the beach. It's a picnic one too. So it's crazy. It's crazy busy and I love it because it keeps me on my toes. It does not give me time to have negative thoughts. It does not give me time to overthink. It does not give me time to be sad. Even though today in the morning I had a little a little moment, you know, where I got a little sad, but that was just because I wasn't busy. Yeah. I guess we're here for you. I'm here for you. Thank you. you know, and I would definitely I know I know you reach out a lot. I know, especially when my dad passed away and I appreciate you for that, you know. I appreciate you a lot. Um, but yeah, um, if you ever need a talk, I'm here. And I told you that last time, but you didn't take me serious. And I think it was because you didn't know that I was going through this. That's probably exactly why. <laughs> 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 and now that I know, you see, now it's, now, now I, I know. I feel more comfortable you, now. Yeah, no, but you were just, I was like, well, I'm here. You could call me. And you were like, shut up. So I was like, all right. <laughs> My bad, but I just, I just, I figured it was because you didn't know that I was going yeah. through all this, and I kind of 
you know, when you, I, I can't really remember what the post was, but I, I reached out and I, I said, well, if you need to talk, you know, I'm here, you could call me. And you were just kind of like, oh, shut up. Because you, you didn't take me serious. But that's, again, yeah. I know it was because of that. But the old me, like three years ago, if you would have told me to shut up, I would have never spoke to you again. But the new me, and you know, God is trying to do something good with me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but yeah, I, I, I was just like, okay, it's cool. I'm gonna let him be. I, I, I just knew something was coming and I knew that we were gonna be able to talk. And I've been actually meaning to talk to you about all this because you were close to my dad too. You know, so yeah. that whole, I felt like you would understand me. And then knowing that you went through the same thing with my uncle and, you know, knowing the pain of losing someone that we love so much, I knew that you were gonna understand me. It's just, it was just hard for me to reach out out of nowhere and just kind of tell you. Yeah. It's just, it was just hard. But now I'm open to talking about it. I'm not scared. I'm not embarrassed because it's a mental health. I've accepted it yeah. and I know I'm not alone. I'm, I know that there's people out there that are dealing with it too. Yeah. I get you. So yeah, I would definitely call you. I'll hit you up and, um, hopefully you book a picnic for your mom. Take her out Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know. I'm sorry. I'm gonna put the peer uh, pressure. Don't don't start. I don't even know how to right now. Don't start. <laughs> but yeah, thank I'm you. I'm over here thinking of way other stuff, but thank you, no, thank you for being part of this. I appreciate yeah. this. And then this subject that we had was amazing. Like I'm, I'm still in shock. I didn't even know you were going through this, and I'm pretty sure you're in shock because you had no idea that I'm going through this. Yeah, I did it when um. I mean, I, I mean, I've known that you've gone through some stuff, um, but I, we never got into details with it. Uh, I'm not the one to be asking questions like that because I've learned that when people were asking questions, I didn't like that. I just felt like they were just trying to be like hella nosy and just trying to know what the hell is going on. Um, recently I don't post my husband a lot on social media just because I've learned that my personal life is my personal life and I'm going to post what I want you to see. But not everything is is real on online, you know. So I am happily married. I'm so in love with my husband. I'm so thankful and blessed to have someone like him. But I don't have to prove that to people. I don't have to show that to people, you know. And people have questions on my marriage. If we are getting divorced, if he cheated on me, if I cheated on him, just because they don't see how they they don't see him as much on yeah. the social media, you right. know. And I'm sure you've noticed it too. But um, like all marriage and all relationships, we all have our ups and downs. Yeah. Dealing with health anxiety has affected our marriage a little bit, but not to the point where we're getting divorced. No, we're married and we're happily married. We do have our ups and downs like anybody else. But, you know, for people to just be questioning me like that, it it just makes me feel, it kind of makes me mad. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you asking? Que te importa? (laughs) has nothing to do with you. You know, but um, sometimes I post stuff and it might seem like I'm single, but I'm not single. And, you know, Sometimes I post, like, we're fighting, but we're not. Like, I just post because if I like a quote, I'm going to fucking post it. Or maybe a friend is going through it, and I post it for her to see, and I tag her, you know? Um, 
but yeah, I'm not the one to be asking questions how these people have asked me questions. So I was not going to come up to you and just be like, hey, so what is going on in your personal life? You know, I just felt like we've talked a little bit in the past and right. I we've never got into details deep in there. So I never dig, you know, for your, your, um, your life. I never digged into it like that. So I'm, you know, I'm here for whatever you want to tell me. And I felt like doing all this is just, it's just going to get us a little bit closer because now I know that you're on the same path as I am. Yeah. And that's like recovery. You're on the same path of like not feeling depressed and not yeah. feeling anxious. You know, so now I know that I could reach out to you as you could reach out to me and I'll be here too. Listen, I've learned to listen. I've learned to listen to my friends and family because I've, you know, you know, I've been stubborn, <laughs> super, super stubborn. But like I said, my, my husband has calmed me down a little bit and has, he's teaching me how to love, how to listen, how to be understanding, how to like not be so wholehearted with people. Right. So yeah, so whenever you want to talk, you don't want it up in air. I don't have a, a podcast and, you know, I won't. <laughs> Go out there and tell your problems. Yeah, I will record it. <laughs> I will screen record <laughs> and share it. You know, but yeah, I'm here. Um, I remember last time we I seen you was when we went bowling, and that was pretty fun. And now that the world's opening up again, maybe we should do that again. Because I miss my little brother. I want to see his crazy ass. So maybe we can link up and go out. Go down. Go down. Yeah. Right or on. even at the beach. Like, meet me at the beach because, you know, now that I do my picnic stuff where I, I have my friends meet up with me. <laughs> so what my customers oh, are doing, they're saying I'm doing my thing with my friends, you know, having lunch at the beach or something. Oh. Well, let me know. Maybe one of you guys have to pop up at a nowhere show up. Yeah. You should. <laughs> the beach is, 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 it works wonders. It's helped me out a lot. I don't know if you noticed, but I've been, I've been going to the beach a lot, a lot, a lot. And that's why I started a business that has to do with the beach because um, it, it helps you. It helps I'll you. I was about to ask you if you moved to the beach. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Um, <laughs> my husband works at the beach, so we were just thinking about buying a beach house. But, you know, we gotta, we gotta see what's up first. But yeah, he works literally right in front of the beach. So. Yeah. I'm always out there too. But we might as well, right? Might as well buy a beach house. Why not? <laughs> but yeah, thank you for having me on this. It 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 was my pleasure. Um, I've never really talked about you know my personal stuff like that with a lot of people because I know a lot of people are going to be listening to this. But I've only talked to a few of my friends about it, and um, it feels good. It feels good to be able to open up and not hopefully not be judged. <laughs> um, and even if I'm judged, I'm already at the point where it's okay to be judged. Um. We're not perfect, and it's just part of life. I've learned that, that anxiety is part of life. It's not a punishment that I'm getting. It's just stuff that I have to deal with. Yeah. And once again, thank you for coming in. Um, everyone that's listening, make sure you you guys will follow Rejoice Picnic. Um, yeah. I will put it on our page. I'll put it on our Instagram page. I'll put it on our Facebook page. Uh, my website is not done yet, but I'll even put it there just for a little bit now for those thank you and then likewise i will definitely share this um with my friends i've already shared it a couple times but i will continue to share it um i will share it on my business page 
on my personal page, on my Facebook page, my TikTok, and all of that, all social media. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I know, I know you, you've noticed that I'm close to like, um, you know, Teddy from part one of six. So I'm, yeah. I'm sure he is going to love this. Um, I sent him a message right before getting on here. Um, he posted about it as well and I shared it on my personal page. Uh, and he's all about it. He's trying to help people out. So there is, um, I'm trying to look for it right now, a thing that he shared. There's like a number where people can call if they're going through it and you okay. can get help. Um, if anybody follows him, he's Teddy Mora from Par 106. Um, I'm trying to find what he posted just so I can share with the, you guys. Is it on his story time? It is. It is on his story time. There's a phone number. Um, it is. 800-854-7771 and it's the whole mental health suicide prevention you're not awesome. alone <laughs> yeah so it's awesome. on we'll you can share can... it you can I share will. it from uh, my personal I, I page you can share it from there yeah I found, I found the post and we'll share it um, maybe we'll get Eddie Mora one of these days in here and we'll have you as a special guest <laughs> He's a really busy guy. Like, I've been trying to, like, just hang out with him, and it's like, uh, he's busy. But, yeah, I would definitely talk to him. He'll, he'll um, yeah, he will. He'll make time. He will. We know he'll make <laughs> he time. Was, he was at my, <laughs> um, at my daughter's 15, so he was definitely make time. Yeah. All right, girl. I love him. Thank you. Him. Thank you Once so again, much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate Thanks. it. Um, All right. Have a good night. Thank you, too. Bye. <laughs> Bye.